0: Yeah.
1: And so, did you go to university, and if so, what did you study?
0: I studied in uh, art school here uh, called La uh, Visual Visual School of Art uh, in the graphic design department. But what is interesting already is that I never finished school, um, and uh, and I um, maybe I'll skip some question and go for two other. I, I don't know. It's 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 basically uh, we created our studio at school with so um Sorry, what? Uh, we created our studio our practice while we were at school so we were entrepreneurs already at school at the art school
1: at what age would that have been
0: oh i think we were like i don't know 23 24 somewhere wow. around that
1: yes yeah, so i guess and that's... actually
0: and actually what is what is crazy is that um we decided to do that with, with two friends, a girl and a guy, and the guy is still my partner today, twenty-five years later. So it's wow. it's it's
2: really
0: Yeah, it's and it it's also about creating a company with your friends, right? Which is great, but it's also very difficult because you're they're your friends and it's yeah. a bit kinda of like a family business because you really attach emotionally. Mm-hmm. And that's also something that uh, uh, the way you create your company is setting up the whole DNA of your company. And the fact that we were friends makes that now years later and we're 60 people and we're in different studio. Friendship is one of the key uh, element of the company. Wait, wait, it, it's still there. It's still, yeah. and the emotional part as well. It's really, uh, and, and in that sense, it's, it's crazy on how the fact and with who and the moment you create your company will define the life of the company.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. And I think um, in terms of finding co-founders, I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, mm-hmm. Would you say, what kind of advice can you give um, for people looking for potential co-founders who maybe
2: aren't? I,
0: yeah, I, I, for me, it's kind of difficult because um, as I told you, I, I started without knowing anything. I was We were young and we were like rushing. And my, my partner's Dimitri, uh, is is really a, a true entrepreneur. So in the and in that sense, um, I think my advice would be to to trust your gut basically. Because and you need to look for people that can do things that you cannot do. It's basically that. It's it's but, filling your, but uh,
1: like filling your weaknesses and yes,
0: you- uh, it's definitely that. But if you're looking only for that, you will probably end up with someone you don't really like or you don't, you know, because you're looking for skills and that would be a mistake. totally. you think uh, it's the same way when I recruit people, mm. I, after years now, um, of course, when, I, when and I and I am recruiting, for example, for the moment. And of course I receive in resumes and, 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 uh, and uh, great uh, curriculums and stuff. But for me, nothing beats the real life moment. And I trust the, very f- the first five minutes, always. And my first thing in my mind is, do I want to spend time with this person? Yeah. Do I want to spend a day with her or with him? So um, I'm casting personalities and potential much more than skills, always. And it gave me awesome results. This is the best way to cast. And, um, and um, so I think, yeah, if you look for partners, I think the cultural fit also is really important. So if you look for, for a new partner, of course there are skills and things that you cannot do, but also go and have drinks with the person and discuss about other things like movies, like life, like family life, like all what is surrounding the work. Yeah, um, Because you need to feel if, if you're sharing the same values and that that's your feeling. It's not so much something that
2: can be...
1: So it's not so much, yeah, the technical kind of capabilities and skills. Or no, having. definitely, not. It's definitely interesting. not. Like, do I want to spend time with this person outside of work as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we tend to forget that. But when you you choose a partner, you will spend more time with this person than with your wife or your yeah. husband. <laughs> so it's bloody important.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> Twenty-five years you spent with your yeah. your co. Yeah. Wow. But
0: yeah, and, and in that sense we've you we've been into problems in our relationship, of course, during those years. We've been in, even in counselling, like an old couple, like these two <laughs> old guys going to counseling. We, yeah. And and it's really helped us. It's it's really it, Yeah. So nice. It's really it's really nice.
2: No,
1: I think it's really mature that you actually recognize the need for it and and realizing that there's nothing wrong with having counseling. And having no, no, yeah, um,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: that's, that's amazing. Um, so going back to when, so you guys started when you were around 24, 25, so you would have been really mm-hmm. young. Um, do you think at the time, so it was yourself and four other friends, is that correct?
2: Uh, two, yeah. Two
1: other friends, right? So it was three of you. Do you think mm-hmm. um, each of you kind of complemented um, each other's
2: strengths and
1: weaknesses.
0: Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, and I think you have to trust that. And that's the thing that we pretty quickly, we realized who was good at what. Actually, there was like two moments in the base history. There was the, the initial creation here in Brussels at school. And we started the studio and then we split for a while because I went to live in Spain, in Barcelona. And, and, and we had this different, um, But the second moment was a couple of years later where we had created a a little studio and actually one of my friends in Spain and Dimitri had a friend in New York and both of them called us in the same months, saying, hey, I want to open a base in Barcelona and the other one said, I want to open a base in New York because you're doing great work, let's do that. And so the second great moment was a meeting in Brussels. Uh, in a restaurant, and we we decided to to change the name to Base because it would be like Base New York, Base Brussels, like a different yeah, studio. Yeah. So we were originally international, and uh, and also we decided that on guts only it was like yeah let's do this let's let's do this and uh, and on a lot of beers and then, then that was it. It was like <laughs> totally, again, it was really immature and gutsy, and
2: uh,
0: yeah. and it's crazy that, that years later you think, yeah, it has worked, although we had problems because Barcelona closed uh, almost 15, 10 years later because of the crisis. But, uh, but it's really, um, yeah, uh, the emotional part and the gut part is very, it's strong in our company. We yeah. really trust our guts. Yeah,
2: your intuition. <laughs> And, but you,
0: you should have seen the studio in, in in basically when we started in New York, we worked the three of us with our New, New York partner Jeff in his room. So I had a computer on the I was working on the bed and working like this because we didn't have the money to pay a studio, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's really it's really crazy.
1: The real kind of gritty startup life, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's when you have that age and when you like strongly believe that you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no, nothing. And nobody can stop you. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's really, it's really that.
1: Yeah. And that's what, it's like the passion, which is actually what, Yeah. Uh, the love for doing it. That is what is going to take you through the late nights and the early morning.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where, you know, the, the, the idea of, of. Uh, split life and work in these years, in these initial startup years, doesn't make any sense because it's one thing. It's, it's just one thing that you mix. And
2: after, after a
0: while, when, when you have a wife and kids, you need to put a bit of order in that because yeah. it's too tough for the people that are living with you. But, but uh, uh, then you have to bring some balance in the second okay. phase. This is something I did. <laughs>
1: It's very true. I think a lot of other founders um, have said the same. It's funny you say that about um, when you guys initially kind of came up with the idea, and obviously alcohol and beers was involved. I think a similar thing. So with Iris um, Worldwide, they're a massive global creative agency. Um, they were just like a few friends all working together, and they came up with the idea yeah. of passing an agency on a drunken night yeah. out. And yeah, here they are today. It's just crazy. Yeah. How yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so you've got a pretty outstanding portfolio. Some of the clients include Chanel, uh, LV, the Pan Mama, Mama, um, and the Art History Museum and many more. What advice would yeah. you give on attracting the right clients? Um, I think, that,
0: yeah, I, I think that what really worked for us was at some point you work for your clients, right? And you're obsessed with your project clients the project for your clients and then one day we realized at base hey actually our main project should be our company should be us mm-hmm. and then we started to define better and better what we like to do how we want to work and then the five minute posters that you know and the defining of our philosophy yeah. and how we gonna work so it's not so much what you do but how you want to do it and and with who uh, for example, in the early years, when you, a project would, would come would say, oh, that's, that project is great, but you don't look so much at the, at the person. Maybe he's an asshole, the client. And you're like, yeah, but the project is great and we don't care. So actually, you have to look first at the person and then at the project to see and feel if the relationship would work. So I think now we are attracting amazing clients because we stick to that. And uh, I rejected two clients last week, only on like, no, this is not a good fit. And the more you, you stick to your philosophy and, and, and the more transparent you are with that, the stronger you become and the stronger people would follow you. Because when they feel that, they feel this confidence and this ability to not to fool around but just, no, this is not for us. So this is how we work. This is what we expect. This is how it's going to happen. We're extremely transparent, extremely candid also. We remain candid It's 25 years and that is extremely attractive and then for, for clients. And then um, when we present how we're going to work our processes, we also share the processes with them and we, I think one of the key also is you need to teach something to your client always. So the as long as they teach along the process, they will stay with you. They will, they will follow you. They will like you. And, uh, and, um, and I think we've been pretty good at that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, would you say you, in terms of your portfolio, do you create mm-hmm. it? And I guess it's just about letting existing and potential clients know who you are, what you're about, and what you stand for, right? Um, yes,
2: so would you say,
0: okay. but actually it's even more than that. For example, today, a lot of our clients are not coming because of our website or of our us, it's because of our clients telling other people to say, you should work with these guys, you should work with base. And we, our network today is extremely strong in that sense is that a lot of our best and closest clients are our best ambassadors and you yeah. need it's it, we're always thinking about oh we need to uh, attract new people but the best way to attract new people is to care your actual clients yeah, they will yeah. become your best ambassadors
1: cuz they're the ones that are going to be carrying they're going to be the brand ambassadors yeah. for your brand and they actually
0: exactly it's it's,
1: it's,
2: branding. Yeah.
0: Exactly. it's branding as well is yeah. Danny we would like we want them to promote our our company but in a very natural way i don't want Force them in the but but yeah, yeah, if they do not, it's the strongest asset,
1: it's the strongest yeah. asset. Very, really, very really good. Um, so you guys have an office in Brussels, uh, New York, and Geneva. As mm-hmm. uh, the business has obviously grown over the past 25 years, how mm-hmm. easy or difficult has it been to keep it in line with the vision you originally had for it? Um, um
0: it's, it is extremely, extremely difficult. Extremely (laughs) because basically, uh, yeah, because for us, the company culture is extremely important. So how do you do to expand and keep the company culture alive is extremely difficult. And we had some setbacks at some point we had, because as I told you um, Dimitri, but also Jeff and Mark, my partner in Spain, and and they're really true entrepreneurs. So they were, they were like, well, let's create another studio in Madrid and let's do that. And that, So I think we have two phases in that. The first one was totally organic and totally like, "Ah, let's do that. And then we realized, and we had to close two studios in Spain and one studio in Santiago because our our partner in in, um, Santiago in Chile, because our Spanish partner was not able to build strong foundation in, in studio. It was so fast and so, so... After that experience, it was extremely painful because when you have to close studios you have you learn so much in the bad moments with your company
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that because you have to to let go of people that you like, you and teams that you like it was extremely painful so in that sense we've learned that we had to verbalize, and that was on me To and that that's why I came up the man, the base manifesto the 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 five-minute posters. I've written a lot of stuff, and I kind of spend a lot of time. Still do today. This is my role in the group to have the company, the base company culture, filter down in every studio. So I have to go to New York. I was there, for example, to help in a workshop and and really have um, helped my partner and just keep the culture alive and make sure that this this culture is. Um, yeah, it's down falling into every uh, person in the company. I'm obsessed with the also, not only the top down, but the bottom up
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I
0: believe that the company culture is of course what the partners want, but it's also what is set at the coffee machine. Yeah. And if this gap is too big, if you think, yeah, my company is this and that, but it's at the coffee machine is like bullshit. It's you don't have a good company. So mm-hmm. you have to close that gap down each day to make sure that the people understand what you want and that the, v- the values and how people interact in the company um, and in that uh, is working and in that sense we have said that maybe you saw the article that I wrote about uh, how to design your week, did you see that?
1: Yeah, I think, I'd, yeah, no, I've read that, yeah, I have. And this for example was… you guys all cooked wonderful. together and everything, I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is
0: really working, and it's really helping us to 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 uh, have all the company aligned on on processes, and and processes are key uh, to 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 transmit that.
1: And do you do that on a on a global scale as well? Yes, uh, yes.
0: So so these are really rules. For example, when Geneva joined, um, there are still for there are still now a, a, a licensing studio, but. They're using in their licensing deal with us. They, they have that. They have to use the base we the process. They have to deliver on the, the creative, on the manifesto. And, and so they are review on that. And, it's, and for them, they were saying, this is, this is crazy. This is amazing because it's, it's not only um, words, it's practical. Yep,
2: yep. And,
0: and the great thing is that we allow every studio to question that. So when we do meetings, global meetings with the people uh, with the different yeah, yeah. studios, they can come up and say, we, we have one moment in the meeting. It's called, we tried this, it worked. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's a moment in the meeting where each studio can explain, hey, we challenged that, that process because we thought it was not great and we wanted to change it. Okay, explain, what did you do? And then they explain and then yeah. the other studio can try it. Right.
2: This idea that the company is not,
0: uh, Oh, these are the rules. You cannot cha- uh, yeah. challenge them. Yeah. So these weeks, I think it's what, it is. One of our strengths is that we question the company every morning. I in the the, the meeting rooms next next door to me, I know they are discussing now, for the moment new processes. I know they are doing that. So, so. Brilliant. I mean, I guess
1: yeah. part of being creative is being curious, right? And. You're never yes. Going to be, I think any person, no person is going to be static, though you're either moving forward or backwards. And yeah. And goes for companies as well. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you mentioned we talked briefly about hiring early on. Just um, mm-hmm. that, going back to that topic, what would mm-hmm. you say is the one piece of advice you would give to startups looking to make their first hire, and what kind of key characteristics should they look
2: for, um, and what yeah, makes- I think-
0: Right. Yeah, I think you should. You should obviously um, know uh, what kind of skills you need, and and you see your company as a as an ecosystem <clears throat> where you have different people that have to work together. So the first thing is that, of course, you need skills, but as I explained earlier, you need to look for strong personalities. You need to to, and uh, and then that's where I told you the <clears throat> the five <fact clears throat> the first five first minutes are extremely important about, do I want to spend my day with this person? And then and then you need to, um, I think uh, when you're hiring, I'm always saying we will be patient with you. We don't have to, you don't have to throw the person immediately, oh, do that, do that, do that. Just let the person understand your company because each company is a different aquarium, it's a different ecosystem. So. They need to understand the processes, they need to understand the vibe, the culture, they need to understand that. So for example, I hired a guy to to be, become a strategist and he never did strategy before. I hired him on a letter. He didn't have a, even a curriculum vitae, but his letter, I, I needed a, a strategist and a, and a writer. And uh,
3: it was fun because that
0: this, this girl that I was working with, she came to me and said, is this letter funny to you? And I read and I, I was like laughing so much. I was, this guy is amazing. This is, this is a great letter. I want to meet this guy. And then I met the guy and I said, did, did you ever do strategy? He said, no. What did you do? Oh, I worked in photography. And then I worked in, a, uh, I studied a movie school. And I said, hey, what kind of movie? And then we discussed. And then I said, okay, um, I, want to make a, I want to make a test. And in that test phase, you won't work. You just would stay with me at, at at the desk and we will discuss the whole time and you will understand the company and he's now one of the best strategists, the best copywriter of the company wow. it's it's a lot about the gut feeling and the trust you give to people and then people can do amazing things it's, it's yeah. really
1: great it's funny when you kind of give people that freedom to really yeah. step into that capability that's when they really do show
2: you how intelligent
1: they are. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I, I think my way of seeing that, and, and I think it's the way of base, is um, if you hire someone, you need to desire for him or her to, to discover himself or herself, like being his best self. Yeah. So then you need to be patient, you need, need to be an understanding, and then if that person discovered that, he would be the best asset for your company
2: yeah. ever.
0: And, uh, and, uh, and also, of course, the clarity of the contract that you have at the beginning is extremely important.
2: Yeah. So
0: um, I like to clear out every question, every fear also, because people have a lot of fear. So yeah. what asking? What do you fear? What ask? What and, then, and then the more you clear that, the more the people feel trust and then, then they, can, they can blossom.
1: That's a really interesting question. So you ask people, what they fear in an interview yeah yeah
0: totally yeah. of course yeah
1: well, i mean i've never been to an interview where someone's asked me that but i think yeah i don't know i think it's a really good question to ask
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm never in meetings like that never aggressive like what do you think you can bring to my company and shit like that i hate that yeah. it's really about a, a a soft and gentle meeting where we can see if we like each other and if if we understand each other about about the challenges because because uh, it's yeah it's work and it's life and it it has to be also fun and it, but it has to be also very professional and very effective so yeah. the, the, all these things are really important
1: yeah no i like that yeah Good. okay um just moving on some of moving on to the topic of design wisdom. (laughs) So I think most people maybe who necessarily aren't in the creative industry or advertising industry assume that your logo is your brand. Um, But obviously your brand is so much more than that. Essentially every little part of the work that you do, the person that you are, how you respond to clients. um, Essentially is customer and client trust um, and that's what's going to bring you business. As yeah. a successful business owner, um, as yourself, you've managed to turn base design into a purpose-driven business. Um, yeah. And I have no doubt that it's, there's a big cross-section um, and straddling between you as a person and as the business itself, uh, which yeah. makes it the brand that it is today. Um, and yeah. something you always say is brands are like people. They stand out through their unique personalities and, atti- and attitudes. So for a company, um, specifically startups, how, do you, how would one blend who they are with the business that they want to be known for?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions in your question. But, the, the, of course, just to, to clear up the question of the logo and you're right, a lot of people in the beginning say, oh, I need a logo, I need a thing, and this will be my brand. Yeah. The logo is just a signature on what you're doing. That's it. So just, you better do something good and then put a logo saying, this is me, right? That's this, or this is us. The, the, um, I think that for startups, the, the, um, I, I think the different phases actually in the startup, the first phase is obviously you are your brand and the founder or the founders are the brand. It's, it's, it's almost, it's, it's interweaved totally because, yeah. uh, because, because of, of they're deciding everything. They are the, the. the and, and uh, but the thing that, that is really key is that the founder must have a vision, must have a desire, must have something that he wants to achieve, he or she wants to achieve. And uh, at the beginning, I think um, startups are not brands at the beginning. It's, it's, really, it's really about this thing. But they become brands, and it's really interesting because we're working for startups sometimes, and sometimes we tell them, you don't need us for the moment. You're not grown up enough. Just do what you have to do. Develop a great product. Develop something that would interest people. I mean, my, my initial question always to startup is like, do the world need what, what you're going to propose? Mm. Do, do we really need that? Because sometimes people are like, oh, I have an idea for a startup, and people are like, yeah, I'm going. And they come up with something which just doesn't make any sense, that we don't need. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. we don't need it.
0: And, uh and and I, I, I when we have this discussion, I always try to help about to reflect on. Okay, there's a desire to create a business, but do we, is this a good idea? Do we do, does the world, the world need that really? Okay. And um, and in the second phase, when they grow up, then they need to become a brand. And then you're totally right. Is then you have to separate the founders from the brand, and the brand has to be seen. And that's why the, the, the analogy to brand a lot of people, uh, it works so well because it's funny. I, did you read my article about blending? Did you read that?
1: Um, I haven't had to read that
0: one. Uh, I will send you because it's really about that. The problem today is that startups are all communicating the same and tech startups mainly.
2: Yeah. They
0: all do communicate the same. It's, and, it, and it makes sense because they're very young and what do younger teenagers do? They all dress the same.
1: Yeah, they all follow. follow
0: that team. <laughs> yeah, they all follow the trend. So basically, a startup, a tech startup today, is basically telling you, "I am a tech startup, and I'm, and I'm a disruptive, and I and I will change, <laughs> so I knew
2: that and word I will disruptive again. yeah, that's why,
0: and and, and that's like, and they're going to say, "I'm going to change the world." And I'm like, "Yeah, bullshit. Don't believe you." And then that's where after when they develop, then we can help them to become a brand because the brand is separate from the founder. The, the, the brand is a—it's like an individual, it's like a person. So it, it's going up, um, and it becomes something in itself that is fed by more people and different people. Yeah, and that's where it becomes the brand. Yeah, really good
1: answer.
0: Um, and I think that the brand like people analogy we are explaining that to every client and they understand that because for example um when we work for big groups for example we say you like a family in a family it's just the same dna it's the same name but you have different brands we need to feel the same dna but in your family you have the grumpy uncle the young uh, bimbo the the, yeah. the funny you know and and that's a family of brands that works as well and then and, so it's, and there's it's a the
2: common thread
1: between them all,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that answer. So you're also the author of the five-minute poster series, which was actually what drew me um, drew my attention uh, to your Instagram first. Um, mm-hmm. I just love like the the design philosophy that you have, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's just about sharing a short bit of wisdom on design. So if we just talk talk about a few of these um Mm -hmm. and i've just got a couple of questions or some of the ones that i really really liked, some of my favorites so the first Mm -hmm. one being you want to work better learn to say no so i guess the challenge with a lot of agencies like creative and advertising marketing agencies is the constant battle between profit um people and product uh so you mentioned earlier on about kind of creating your portfolio so what, mm-hmm. what are the key factors that you consider when deciding whether or not to work for a client
0: Yeah I think uh, yeah I think the the this poster the first thing is that this poster came out from all the work what that we did internally because we did work a lot on our company on our culture we did a lot of coaching a lot I was also counseling with my partners I was also uh, going to the shrink myself on a personal side was a lot of Self uh, yeah. reflection and stuff, and I think Sorry,
2: it's when you say coaching, mm-hmm. who are you
0: coaching with? Um, yeah, basically to help us as a company to grow and uh, to understand the system. These are all the things you don't learn at school. Is how to yeah. okay. how to yeah,
2: yeah. yeah how to manage
0: people, how to lead people. You don't you don't learn that in the heart at school. So we had to I, I we felt short on that. We needed to be helped by external people. And uh, the five minute poster art, I just think that we were discovering along the work. And then I was putting that in my notebook. Up to One day I said, hey, this is really great and it helps us a lot. So why don't we share that? And I invented this stupid idea of the five minute poster because I told you I'm lazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just did the typeface uh, or a uh, typeface that we designed ourselves is called the Bezetica, and we. And I just type and I just do the posters in five minutes. And, yeah. and for example, that one, uh, if you want to work better, learn to say no, it's because it's a, one of the most difficult thing in life is to say no to people. Yeah. And, and I think the reason is that we see no as a negative answer. And I'm not seeing that as a negative answer and we will explain. Actually, if you use the no and the yes Look at a guy that was gonna do uh, ski down a hill, right? You would that ski, would right? You would put blue flags and red flags to help him go exactly where you want him to go. So, if you see flags no and yes, you can drive people exactly where you want them to go. So, for example, with a client, you would say, Hey, I want my old new campaign for Wednesday. It was like no, dear client, that's not possible. That's not even enough time for us. But yes, it would be possible for next week that day. Yes, no, yes, no. It's, the no is not a negative answer. If you then always propose something after that is like, for example, a client would come and say, I wanna work with you and you just, you just don't feel it. No, I don't think we're the good company to work with you, but I can recommend you to these people. You know, it's always, and then when you, when you use the no in a clever way, people are always listening to you. They're like, they're, oh, this guy is actually, he's frank, he's candid, he's, he's answering with all transparency, and then it becomes a strong asset. Yeah. For example, with clients, I love to answer I don't know. It's another thing. For example, when they come and say, hey, you probably have an idea on that. What do you think about that? I don't know but I will give you an answer in two days. Yeah. Because it's true at that moment, I don't know. So I would not come up with something like that without knowing. No, give me two days and I will give you an answer. But now I really don't know. So, (laughs) you know, that's, it's a whole, it's a whole attitude that we embrace here. And it's, it's given so, so great results.
1: Mm. And you can really see that just even the culture, you can kind of, See
2: that even in your own Instagram page,
0: and it's yeah. fascinating. But it's know. also yeah, it's also true internally. For example, if a designer say, "Hey, hey, can you finish this for for Friday?" The designer has the responsibility to say, "You know what? No, it's not enough time for me. I need more time to do it better." Or "No, I cannot do that because I'm lacking information." The no is a, is a, is a really important device in the discussion. Because if you say yes to everything, you will be totally overwhelmed with with work and with things that you don't want. And it's a way to define what you want, which is the key, as an individual.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just about setting boundaries, even in your personal life as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Really good strategy. Yeah. Um, So the second second five-minute poster, you say, successful brands of the future care about people and yeah. branding and now i yeah. actually i reposted this on my instagram and it went completely viral it was crazy how much how many yeah, yeah. um yeah. and so true there's so much truth to that so yeah for companies looking to build you know their brand and identity what yeah. is the best advice you can give to them finding the right identity unique to them uh because that's so important at the beginning yeah.
0: right? But I think it's, it's because, I, and I know this poster is, is, is working well because, because you're touching what people are really feeling.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I believe today, and it's, it's probably crazy to say that as, a, as, a, as an owner of a company that works in branding, but I think there's too much branding. I think it's too much brands. There's too much shit going on out there. Uh, there there's a need for more authenticity, there's a need for more transparency. There's a need for more uh, honest and truth values. And that's people. So I see branding more as a way to connect people. Um, for example, we all know we all need shoes, right? We need to put things on our foot on our feet to work. So we need brands to identify where I can I buy or where can I get shoes. Um, so it's, a, it's but at the end of the day it's a guy that is manufacturing shoes and you that needs to put, be put in contact and that's the need of branding this is how I see branding and so um, the brands and the people are caring about their people and caring about the relationship with people and the relationship with customers will win on the long run always
2: yeah.
0: and uh, and that's very often a problem for big companies and that's why we have base a hard time working with large corporations, for example. Because, for example, we have uh, a policy internally. When we discuss with the new clients, we always say, hey, are we going to be in touch with the person that decides, like the main decider? And if the answer is no, we don't take the job. Right, right.
1: With all your clients? It-
0: yeah. So if if they say no, you won't see the director. It's, okay, we don't take the job, because it, otherwise you will you will have people that like oh, I don't know. I need to ask my boss. I don't know. No, we need the discussion. We need, and sometimes the the person that decides is not the main director. Maybe it's the marketing director, or, and then it's fine. But but uh, and. And, uh, and, and that's really important. So, and also another thing, for example, is that when we collaborate with people, we always try to avoid um, uh, too much Skypes and uh, not in-person uh, meetings. No, no, no. We always
2: uh, try, I, I think,
0: I believe people are like animals. We need to be put in the same cage to understand each other and just to I like that
2: philosophy.
0: Yeah, but it's really, it's really, it, it. and we stick to that at base also. Okay, for example, I, I've been, like, in, uh, in next week, I will go uh, to see a client, because I don't know if I, we're gonna work together or no. and I said, we need to sit and drink together to see if we're gonna work together. I need to, I need to, we need to meet. Yeah. I will not decide without that moment. So it, it's really, we have a, a policy at base, um, what is the experience that we want the people to experience? Base and it's people first, so it, it has to be in person always. Yeah, really.
1: especially in this digital age where people just want to be hiding behind their exactly phones and laptops. So I think it's yeah really important to bring back that intimacy and build the human connection. So yeah, definitely,
0: really. maybe you saw one or uh, other of my posters regarding that. Is for example uh, the. Cell phones are not allowed in meetings at
2: base yeah, I thought that was, yeah, 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 because
0: it's really okay if if yeah, with this digital thing, and of course and I like it, it's not a problem, but it's it's okay when we are in the same room, no no yeah. because it's we need to be focused, we need to be together, be good now, yeah. so we cannot check your Facebook and be in a in a meeting and yeah, be
1: good
2: to see no, it's good.
1: so another another one of your words of wisdom we've got mm-hmm. don't divide people between creative and non-creative now i mm-hmm. obviously you find that statement really interesting because um one of the main missions at another startup story is to bridge the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship um mm-hmm. and there is this myth where people kind of think individuals are either creative or business minded or just one or the other when actually um I think people can be both and it's really important to be both, especially if you are creative starting a business. Um, So what kind of, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I know you have many. Um, And what advice can you give to a creative looking to further their knowledge within the business field or maybe vice versa, um, a business person looking to tap into their creativity?
0: Right, I think I think, as I told you earlier, this is really something that I disagree with the fact that there are two kinds of people in the world, and some are creative creatives and others are not. Um, I think I don't believe that I, I and I don't believe that for my company so here so so here this is not how we work, of course, there are people that are designer and others that are project manager or that are accountants but It's, it's, that's not the question. The question is, do you allow anyone to express what he has in mind? And I think it's more being creative or not. Sometimes I'm not a creative. I'm just a lousy guy with no idea. It's, 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 it doesn't mean anything. It's just moments where you, you allow yourself to express what you have in mind. And this is what we do, for example, at base we have a process in uh, every Wednesday called the creative meeting. And in that creative meeting, everybody has to be there. So the secretary, the accountant, everybody has to be there. And we have systems to allow everyone to have the same weight in their voices. So each voice is equally important. So in that sense, anyone can express anything. So when you have those processes, people then suddenly understand that their voice is important and they can say anything they want. And this is something also that I use in meeting with clients when we do workshop I say, okay, now the four next hours, anything that crosses your mind, you have to say it, just say it. And if you're afraid to say something that would sound stupid, even more interesting because one stupid idea plus more, one more stupid idea can g- give the greatest idea. Yeah. So it's creating a moment where you, anyone, is allowed to express what he has in mind, and you cannot imagine on how people feel free and suddenly. But actually, it's great. What I just said, I love it, and then, and said of course. Yes. And then, and, then it's, and 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 also, when I do these these special meetings, I also ask the people not to judge anyone. You cannot judge. Any idea is good. You cannot say, hey, "I hate this." You can say, "I hate this," but you better explain then why you hate it, and it has to be constructive. Yeah. And so, build this idea of building together ideas. This is another thing also. Ideas are not. Ownable. This is also something that I believe. Ideas are things that are in the air and that you discuss. And, oh, why don't we try this? Or Why don't we do this? Yeah. Instead of saying, I have an idea. This is my idea. Just my idea. I'm like, no, it's not. We were together. It's just, it's, yeah, no, yeah. it's not your idea. <laughs> so I do that also with my students sometimes. I, have, I ask them to bring, okay, for next week, you bring three projects, three options. Um, and so they do that, and then uh, and they bring three projects, and I say, okay, at the end of your session, you need to pick one, yeah. the one that you're gonna proceed with. So I say, okay, I'm taking this one. And so I'm taking the two others' ideas, and I put them on the side of the table. I said, so you don't pick these two ideas, right? right. Okay, and I'm, I'm asking the others, anyone interested in these two ideas? And so the guy's like, no, but these are my ideas. No, you just put them on the side. So, Another one said, yeah, I would like to take one. I said, ideas are for everyone. It's something to share and build together. And this like, is really freeing people immediately. And, um, and in that sense, um, when people here at base they feel that there's, there's not a, a border between people that are creatives and others that are not, it means also that the people, for example, that are working client management or accounting, They can express ideas about okay and for example this this girl here lola she's working on all the traffic she's come up with ideas every week like she's like hey i think about how to change the process of accounting with that and how we can bring and she has processes ideas for example and that's amazing like it's and but at the same time my designers or, or our designers they cannot behave like kids they also have to be on time, to, to be sure that uh, the project is on track. That, that, because there's also this other idea that is stupid, this, that creatives are like kids, that they're like, oh, I cannot uh, handle my deadlines, and I'm like, you know, no. So yeah. I, I ask, and there's another poster where I, I, I ask my creatives to be accountable and my accountants to be creative, and that's totally true. It's Do you have a
2: question right? in that? That's,
0: that's yeah. a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I will I will I will send it to you. It's yeah. and it's it, and, and basically it come up with the basic belief that um, you need to trust anyone to do anything and that is we don't need borders between people. We don't need that. And uh, and, lots, and therefore that's why I trust so much moments. And processes to make that happen because otherwise, uh, if you have a studio where oh, these are the creative sides and these are the accountant sides, they will not mix. So, you have to create moments where they can mingle, where they can mix, where they can discuss, where they can express. And the other exercise that I did in this um, business school, yeah, uh, in the introduction, I said being being creative is accepting the fact that maybe you would be ridiculous in front of people you would express something maybe you would feel like oh i'm ridiculous here i feel like an imposter so i asked them okay now i'd leave you 10 minutes and you just think about the last time you were ridiculous in front of people so it, they took 10 minutes and then they had to go in the front of the class and explain that right. and we had so much fun. It was great. But then after that intro, they realized that after the, for the six weeks of work, they can express everything because they already explained the moment they were the most ridiculous. So then they can, oh, they can yeah, yeah. To express. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was really, really great.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting um, theory, actually. I mean, I would love to come to your offices one day and just to like, <laughs> yeah. stay there because, you know, it's crazy. You have, Some some other companies where people just you know working all day they don't even know what the person sitting opposite them what they do on the weekends or you know how many kids they have and it's I think it's important because you spend so much time at work with these people exactly you you know you may be in the same industry you may not align on a personal level but I think it's really important and it's like like where they say people leave. Um, they leave toxic um, environments, not bad jobs, and it's it's so true. Um, so yeah, I think
2: the philosophy. But like we have
0: that. another process, for example, at base on Thursdays, and it's in every base. <coughs> two people have to cook for the others, for lunch.
1: Wow. So
0: and that, so there's nothing to do with work. It only has to do with generosity. So, today's Thursday, so we're going to have that, and I know that there's two people cooking for the moment
2: so it can be
0: one, one accountant with one uh, creative director whatever, and then they have to cook and and um and and then we have this big lunch where it's only about being together and 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 they can cook whatever they want it's it's and, and but it's it's so much fun because it's just us being together and and two of us having the responsibility to make that moment happen, and, uh, and it, it sounds stupid, but it's, I was in a design conference uh, a year ago, and some of the uh, great designers were there, and I said, they, they all said, this is a great idea, because I need to, uh, it's a stupid idea, but no, it's, it's,
1: it's just, yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. I love it, no, I re- I think we should incorporate that more, in more companies, <laughs> um, Yes. so as, um, as an entrepreneur, obviously the journey to self-growth is massive, um, yeah. and you almost grow along with the business as well, um, yeah. and I think it's an important, an, an important tool for this, obviously self-reflection, and you talk a lot about yeah. reflection, and kind of looking back in a lot of the journals yeah. that you post,
2: um, yeah.
1: how can a business implement this and review their previous work in the most effective way? for um, yeah. people, people individuals as well
0: I think yeah I think it's this, this is extremely important, and we can read in every business advice or book uh, that the feed feedback is extremely important, right So I think you need to uh, implement that habit, that um, ritual um, in your company, so at base, we have that ritual on Monday morning we gather for half an hour, and it's called um, the challenges of the week. And each one has to express one, two, or three challenge, personal challenges for his week to the, to the rest of the team. So therefore, you project what is your week, how you want the, your week to, to be. And it also informs the other people Okay, for me, this is important. It can be also personal. For example, a challenge could be, I want to be on time to get my kids out of school. It can be a challenge for you. So you inform the other people. And then on Friday, we would go back on this and see if you managed to, to do it. And if you did, and if you do, you're happy because you set up objectives and challenges for you and just you managed to do it. If not, you have to explain why you missed your challenge. You explain to yourself and also, and then you, this is, uh, this is extremely strong because it, then people in the company have the ability to feedback all the time. For example, we feedback when we had a problem yesterday in a job, we immediately did a feedback of, okay, what happened? What can we learn from this yeah, process? Yeah. Why? What was the bad decision? And it's not to blame someone or whatever, it's to understand what happened. understand why we were not that great in that moment why this and then it when it's good as well Mm -hmm. what 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 is the the thing that did with we did well and so you you have to to implement that way of thinking and that process of constantly feedbacking and learning about yourself and the company and that helps you to grow um and sometimes now my team is so good at that, that they can adjust almost in real time that they can adjust on a project. Okay. Oh, this is, this is going wrong for this exercise. Okay. Let's regroup. Stop. Let's stop. We regroup. And that's, that's the key word. We regroup. It's not like leaving each one alone, like, Oh, ah, working alone. It's like we regroup. Okay.
1: We and I, yeah.
0: What is the situation? Um, and then each one takes his own, own responsibility. Okay, we take another decision. We go that way. Everyone agree in the in the group. Yes, let's do that, and then we move on. So this this ability, uh, this is a very nice compliment that I receive a lot from outside. Also, is people and clients are telling us it's crazy. On at, at base, you re-question everything the whole time. Every morning, it's a, it's another. Is it is it the best way? Is it the best way to organize the work? Is it the best way to to uh, uh, lay out an offer? Is it was it the best way to do it? And 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 I'm not afraid if we took a wrong direction to call to, call the client and say hey client you know what we believe we could do this differently let's do this in another way yeah. and when you're totally transparent clients are. They like that. They like the, 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 the candor of it. They like the fact that it's open and constructive the whole time. I never have a problem to explain to a client, we were wrong. We took a wrong decision. Never have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. We will fix it. And that gives us strength then uh, on the long run. It's like, okay, we, we control what we are. We accept mistakes because every company does mistakes, every people does mistakes.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: But we try not to do the same mistake twice. So yeah. we need to understand what mistakes and what
2: happened.
1: I love. That. I think it's almost like you kind of have that sense of vulnerability as a business, while well, yes. individuals and businesses, and that's mm-hmm. so important often lacks a lot <laughs> in many countries it's, it's very nice what we're
0: saying the vulner- vulnerabilities, as yes. the word that I love so much I think it's, it's, it's when you embrace that 100% fullest
2: you become
0: stronger yeah you become stronger It's for example this is a problem for our studio in New York because they're telling us in New York you cannot be vulnerable you need to show strong the whole time. And, and I'm kind of like, but guys, I don't believe you <laughs> when you're like that. I can see. <laughs> and vulnerability is, is, is a very nice word. I think it's, a, it's very important to be vulnerable, to be strong and free in your work. Yeah, I, I really I agree. I
1: agree. Um, so you're also a guest writer on The Entrepreneur. what would be the top three takeaway points for any creative looking to start a business
0: that's difficult Um, I think that that, uh, in entrepreneur it was my article on the on the week on the on the the process of the week of how to work better I think um, I think that when you start a business I think the, the one of the most difficult thing is to um it was a long time ago is that you need to be it's, it's you need to be focused and you need to to um there's a lot of doubts and, and this, the, there's this thing about accepting that you have a lot of doubts that sometimes you would, would wake up and say what am i doing doing I'm, I'm lost i don't know what i'm doing and another the next day will be yes
2: yes yes this is good yes. this is great it's like
0: um, yeah this is always that uh, I, I think also another advice is probably um, and this is something we do a lot is to celebrate your great moments. This is really when here we're celebrating all the time, like when we won a competition, when there's a birthday, when there is a, uh, a, uh, uh, an intern going uh, leaving us and <laughs> so, so, it's, yeah' it's, you have to transform your your workplace as a fun place. It has to be a place where you want to be, and not a place where you have to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, um, yeah, I think uh, uh, and and all what we discussed about feedback and questioning is also extremely important. Uh, I think a lot of people in in startups and in businesses Mm. are, are dodging issues. Sometimes they're like, it, it, there is a problem or for example, let's say they have a problem with one of their employees. And instead of tackling this problem, they're going to dodge and say, oh maybe it will improve. And No, if you have a problem, just, okay, that's the problem. Put it in the middle of the table, say, what do we do about that?
2: Yeah.
0: What, what can we change? And this idea of uh, uh, attacking reality every morning with candor, will help every company. It's, it's really like, okay, you have a problem, don't dodge it. Just take it right away. And I also like the fact that um, you can change your mind, I think the whole time. And it is also, uh, it, it sounds strange, but sometimes we'll say, okay, we're gonna do this. And then after a week or two, you realize it was a bad idea, it's, it's a bad decision. Fine, it was a bad decision. You just change the decision. You don't have to stick to it because it was a decision. You just can say, you know what? I think it was a bad decision.
2: Yeah. You want to agree, yeah.
0: Let's change. Yeah. You can change, you can change everything. And and and, and, and that gives you also freedom and and it it also gives you the 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 yeah. It gives you um, freedom not to feel like every decision is extremely important. It's not yeah. true. You can always correct things along the way. It's yeah, fine.
1: correct along the way. I like yeah. you also said to. I think you said somewhere to, you know, if you're thinking about an idea to kind of start now and not, and not wait. With obviously the world being so fast-paced, and you can just yeah. correct and then reiterate along the way, which is so important. Um, yeah.
0: This is really something that actually every good company today does is, is just to iterate and, and, yeah. and, uh, and it's also coming also uh, and we see it in our business with the people coming from the digital side. It's like, they're like that. It's just. Yeah, I like,
2: every, you
0: know, I like, I like uh, one of my digital guys. said. A company is like uh, a program. You, you can just update the version. You can update your company the same way. And you, you're, oh, there are bugs. Just fix the bugs and there will be more bugs Future, it's fine. I oh, totally agree. Really, it's exactly that.
1: Yeah. You're improving each and every day. I love that.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Just going to move on to a couple more questions, which are a bit more personal. Sure. You. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say brings you real happiness right now?
0: <laughs> I think um, there's, there's and, and it links probably to the, my morning routine that That's you ask just after. Your morning my morning routine is, is, is basically three things. It's a big cup of coffee with my wife. And then I take a bath and it's a very quiet, it's still almost meditation for almost 15, 20 minutes where I don't move and right. just in a bath like this. And I'm letting my mind be totally empty and see, okay, what about this day? right and then this is a moment it's where all my ideas come because i have like all of i can see okay we have this project resisting, this thing but it, I, it's totally free um, so it's funny because sometimes um, i'm telling my team hey i thought this morning in my bus i am always try to <laughs> i thought of, and sometimes so my team my team is saying hey uh, another moment of the day. Oh, we're kind of stuck here. Don't want? Don't you want to take a bath and come back? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, they so, say but,
1: that the best idea is come in the shower, right? But
0: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah for me more bath and shower, but it's fine. And uh, and uh, the and then my second question is to myself, and it's every morning. Is do I want to go to work? Yeah. And uh, and and. Uh, and if it's no, I need to understand why. And it's very not often no. And if it's yes, it's because I want to see the people in my studio, and that brings me happiness. And I, I'm today. I, I'm I'm the I'm one of the partner. I'm one of the oldest founders. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I I behave like a kid in my in my studio. I'm really like almost teasing people, joking. I must, It has to be a place where I have, have fun. It's yeah that's my way to be i'm not asking it's and I think uh, uh, the idea of trying to trying uh, to two things is trying to learn every day so for example, when I talk with young guys now here in the studio girls that are like twenty five or twenty six i'm learning so much with them it's this this constant learning process and constant attitude of behaving like kids is is really helping us also to because a kid is a uh, is it's re- Have you ever seen a kid playing? A kid playing is serious about what he's doing. Yeah, it's like serious about his blocks and things. It's it's, yeah, yeah. but he's playing, right? So it's it's. I love that. I I really love that. And and I and, so yeah, that's basically that.
1: Yeah, I think something you can take from that is also like I learned realizing you can learn something from anyone, or age, yeah, older or younger. Yeah. Um, and just about being exposed to new perspectives and new culture, yeah.
2: and,
1: you know, new new music and everything. And that's what I, I find really
2: interesting. So yeah, I totally yes.
1: agree. The
0: other thing is that I we have composed in every of our studios, since we're casting personalities and not skills, you also compose a team. I always call my team superheroes because you know, the superheroes,
2: yeah.
0: uh, is, is like when you have a fantastic four there's one that can turn into a, a a flaming bolt of fire and another one can be invisible when you have to be invisible it's not good to be a great ball of fire that doesn't work so you need the other so to compose a team that is made by strong personalities is the best and 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 that's also something that i've worked a lot is how can you make a, a, your company a learning company where each one can learn the other something yeah. and where and when are the moments where they can learn from each other mm-hmm. so uh, for example when we have uh, for example new intern or a new they have to do a presentation about who they are where they come from and what they can teach us about but it can be about motorcycling it can be about kitchen it can be about anything but and when you create that, you're, you're, it's fun to be in a company when you can learn from everyone. It's, yeah. it's really... that's really
1: interesting. How do you guys find time to do all these sessions, these, like, feedback sessions, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting because really
2: some,
0: some people that are entering the company are saying, we will not have enough time to work. Because I, but actually, it's not true because um, if you focus in your work, And if you believe that these moments where you do the challenges, the creative meeting, the lunch are important, the rest of the day, they can do exactly. They're free. They can go outside. They can work here. They can do whatever they want, but they have to deliver on their work. Mm. So it's, I think, I, I think I'm productive three hours a day. That's my belief for me. But in these three hours, I will be extremely focused and I think I will be good in these three hours. So it leaves me a lot of other hours to be like open, to, to learn, to listen to people. And, and that's balance, I think.
2: Yeah. I don't
0: believe in the, oh, I'm going to be like this for eight hours. No, no, yeah.
2: I, I don't think it works.
1: Have you read um, Tim Ferriss's four hour week book?
0: Have you read that no i should read it because because uh uh yeah i'm totally interested in that yeah i should yeah, read it
2: sure. and <laughs> um,
1: so who in the who in the business or design world um is inspiring you at the moment and why
0: it's um it's it's a big debate here also <laughs> with my designer because um of course i follow design and i but it's not designers that are that are most uh inspiring for me for the moment for me um i'm really into um storytelling i think uh, i i'm obsessed with that i for example when we present a project i'm always asking my designer okay what is what is the story what is how are we going to tell the story i think as human beings I mean, you probably, as a kid, you had your mom telling you story, bedtime stories, right? Yes. And we all need that. We all need that. And, I, and then when we discover that, when we present a project, it has to be a compelling story, a story where the things like, I like the story. I want to be in that story.
2: Yeah.
0: It's great. And so, and so yeah, I'm, I'm, so I, I took my influence more from uh, contemporary art, um, Movies uh, and think outside design because I think if you stick into only in your area, uh, I think it's too poor.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean
0: that's my point of view. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. Um, so what what advice would you give twenty year olds today? <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I think <laughs> the problem the
1: when actually, yeah. I
2: think,
1: yeah, this would have been before we started. Ben.
0: Yeah, I think one of the of uh, and I see that with my, my, um, my daughters. I have two daughters. There are 22 and 19. So that's exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the problem uh, for, for these, these kids is that today, for example, they have so many possibilities. They have the world in front of them. And they're like totally like, oh, shit, I need to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. And they're stuck with choice. And I remember being stuck by choice because you believe at that age that you you have to take a decision that will define your entire life. And that's not true. My advice would be just do and correct along the way. Yeah, just, yeah. There's no decision that it's irreversible. You can always change direction. You can start by studying philosophy and ending being a great designer. You can start by doing philosophy and being a great philosopher or you can start by philosophy and, and selling vegetables and be very happy. So, so I think it's just do, uh, you can always change your mind and it's fine. Don't take, and don't, don't take it too seriously as well. Just be serious at what you do but don't take it too seriously.
1: Have fun along the way. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had to give what gift, one book someone
3: what what would it be aside from that um, <laughs> yeah uh i probably
0: there's, there's a gift that i give very often to friends is uh, <clears throat> it's a book of drawings of gary larson do you know gary larson okay.
1: it's, it's
0: i think they're so funny so that would be a book of gary larson I think. okay
1: interesting um, and so, final question,
0: what would you say is your philosophy on life? That's too much of a question, I think.
1: I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> favorite quote. Favorite quote.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, think, I think you get it pretty much through the whole interview. Um, what is my philosophy of life? I don't know. I don't know probably, yeah. Trying to stay, yeah, stay ki- being a kid your entire life. Pretty, it's pretty much what I do, and and it it uh, it has worked so far for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay.
1: That that was really good. I loved all of your answers. It's it's great seeing your um, I don't know, just your approach to leadership within base, um, because it's just so far off what a traditional company would be like so yeah i find it really interesting actually um it it must be i don't know whether it's like from the coaching but i think obviously now you know within like startup culture you have all these like mastermind sessions where a lot of people kind of give feedback and that's less so incorporated within big companies um but it's really important i think and what you're doing
2: yeah
1: really, really really great
0: what, what is what is interesting is that when, because these are the things that we believe. So now we're transmitting that also to our clients. So when we start a new job, we're always telling them, hey, we won't start by designing immediately. We will do workshop together. We need to work together and you will work with us. So we teach them our technique, our processes. and And this is really amazing because for example, uh, the fact that each one has to um, be totally transparent and telling his own mind and be like uh, uh, basically not bullshitting. I hate bullshitting. I hate when people like are not telling what they have on their mind. Yeah. And actually, it's true that uh, my team and me and some of the people in my team are so good at that. Is to trigger. Um, Honesty to trigger uh, to trigger that with people in a room, and then uh, uh, some of our clients are really attracted to that, and I think everyone is actually attracted to that. So it becomes a strong leadership tool also uh, in our relationship with clients. The no bullshit, the transparency, the, the it's strong. It's it's definitely strong.
2: It and it's also
0: another thing that maybe is important is, is um, because I noted that also, there the, this is this uh, problem with a lot of companies that are obsessed with growth, with like, we need to grow. Are you sure you need to grow? Is it, is it, is it so important? Um, what is your definition of, of growth, for example? Is it's is is a good question to ask to people. Uh, and we are asking ourselves at base the question, and we have different ideas on that. Uh, one path of growth for us is to have more studios, but then with who, right? Yeah. With the with the right people. We're probably gonna have, uh, open a new studio in Australia now because it's an old base guy that was working with us, and he's a friend, and, and, and you see the friendship is
2: still there, and that's yeah, yeah
0: but another path for us to grow would be to um, to start a school right so we're so there's there's many possibilities and it's definitely not about the money it's about what do what do you want of course you need money because you need gasoline in your car to move on but the money is never the objective at base
2: never it's it's
1: like going back to the question i said i asked earlier on about Kind of keeping in line with the strategy at the beginning. I think at the beginning when you're starting off it should be like go 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 really fast but then when you're looking to scale that's when you mm-hmm. should really stop and think right, which direction do we want to go in? because you can easily mm-hmm. dilute the culture and if it's growing yeah. too fast it's like shit, everything's going in you know all different ways it's like how do you control that so
2: mm-hmm. yeah. There's
1: also,
0: it's interesting you're talking about control because it's also something that I've learned with time. Yeah. I was a control freak before as a creative director. I, was like, I wanted to control every creation went out of my studio. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to let go. I've learned to lose control and to trust people. Yeah. And sometimes it's amazing when you have, uh, it happened a, a couple of uh, weeks ago, the team was working on a difficult project, and they were together in a room uh, for a couple of days
2: yeah. before a presentation.
0: And it was like three days before the presentation. I entered the room and was like, "Okay, guys, how how are you? Do you have a do you have it?" Yeah. And it's told, "No, we don't have it. We don't have it." And I, I was like, "Okay, but um, you know that the presentation is in three days, yeah?" And I was like, "Totally not." I was totally okay because I was checking the people in the yeah. room. There were only talented, committed people. And I, and I was like, I'm sure in three days they will have something good. And three days after, there was something good on, on the table. We didn't, And so that's where, as a, an owner of a company and, 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 and designer, it was like, when you're surrounded with good people, committed people and talents, you, you don't have to fear anything anymore. You don't have to control anything. It will be good.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, so many good words When are you gonna write your next book? <laughs> actually,
0: I am in the process of trying to do that, and it's sure. so difficult. I, I have a, but I will I will send you an article that I co-write with a friend uh, about blending. It's gonna it's Yeah, read really, that.
2: That'd be great.
0: Yeah, and uh, I have a question for you actually. Yeah, sure. Because I never been um I never been to Singapore. And I don't know the, I don't know really the the, the design scene there. Uh, I was at, I was wondering if there are
2: like uh, interesting design conference or, or things, and maybe uh, if if I could.